welcome to the Creative Write It podcast. We're so excited to have you here. My name is Amy and I'll be your host for this episode. We've started this podcast to provide a platform for young writers in our programs to share their stories and give you a little insight into their creative process. We hope you enjoy these weekly readings as much as we do. And who knows, maybe they'll spark your imagination and get you writing something too. This week's story comes from Dylan Smerling, who has been part of our programs for the last couple of years. He's one of our most enthusiastic writers, happy to take on any prompt and always happy to share his thoughts and ideas. I'm so excited to read more of his writing this year. For now, here's Dylan reading his short story, Lost. Lost. A dark mist settled over many young primary school as kids from prep to grade six drove to school. It was like minus seven degrees Celsius and no one was crazy enough to walk, cycle or travel in the icy air. The mist fell down onto the primary school like a cold blanket of snow. Well, it would have been snow except for the fact that they lived in Adelaide. Noah was an ordinary kid who easily blended in. He had neatly cut short brown hair with a short plain mouth and normal ears. His arms were a little shorter than average, but not by much. His legs were bruised and battered, but somehow still managed to look like a perfect pair of legs. His shoes were black, just plain black. Except for his eyes, which were the biggest mystery in South Australia. He had the most astonishing violet red eye colour. Noah's eye colour was the most annoying thing that had ever happened to him and ironically the only thing he couldn't take away. At school, no one was in Miss Raffle Winner's Year 5 class, but today there was a replacement teacher named Mr Grizzly Boots. This was really annoying because Noah had wanted to tell his teacher something, but Mr Grizzly Boots didn't seem to understand English. In fact, his vocabulary seemed to consist of only three strange sounds. Frog, burg, and ah. As Noah walked into the classroom, Mr. Grizzly Boots gave him a sinister look that seemed to say, I'm watching you. Indeed, during his class, that seemed to be very well, be exactly what Mr Grizzly Boots was doing. All throughout the day, the replacement teacher seemed to be glued to Noah's stunning eyes. Well, that was no surprise. Most people were. At the end of the day, Mr Grizzly Boots finally caught it in. Ah! He grunted. He grunted. You know, if you actually knew the definition of talking, I reckon they'll be able to understand you, but not very likely, given your boring voice, Noah commented. You talk like an old grandma who's losing his voice, but it's ten times worse. Mr Grizzly Boots said. To know all this sounded unmistakably like you were dead. The replacement teacher proceeded to dangle 
Noah upside down and drag him out the door as if he was a heavy sack of potatoes. When Noah woke, he saw that he was in a dark bare room equipped with nothing but a lamp, a wonky desk and a bed, which looked more like a bare blanket on the bed. There was what looked like a skinny white sheet, which turned out to be a mattress. The living conditions here was a giant turnaround from the palatial residence where Noah lived. It was freezing cold. There was nothing but a heater with no remote. Noah immediately started looking for a way out. He searched under the tables, lap, bed, backpack, rattling the bars. It took an hour. Nothing. He would just have to sleep on it. Food was shoved violently. Lently, so there's a room via the tiny dog flap. Half the bowl of soup spilled onto the dirty floor. This turned out to be a good thing because the soup was disgusting. He went to sleep after pouring his soup out the window. Overnight, something spooky and never seen before happened. No one gained an ability. An ability is a rare phenomenon occurring when someone's genetics are slightly altered. The genetic alteration becomes permanent, a special ability will form. Noah's ability was a game changer and it could fit the prison security on its head. Noah woke up suddenly, his head burning inside a boiling room. He somehow, he knew, he didn't know how, but he knew. He could fight with fire. Noah stood up, started pacing. When Noah fired, the lamp came off the decks and hurled towards, hurled through the air towards Noah. That was when the last piece of the puzzle came together. He'd not manifested one but two abilities. It was seven thirty, and Noah had just stolen a map of the prison using his second ability. He took out some pencils and pens and hid under his bed with a stolen torch. He was writing notes, figuring out how to escape. When he finished, he summarised his notes and found the best solution. Go to breakfast and when collecting food, burn the kitchen down using your fire ability. There is a door at the back of the kitchen where all the supplies are. Find a box of expired food and hide in it. It will be taken away in a truck. When inside, sneak into the driver's seat and burn him. Mm -hmm. Then use your horrible driving skills to drive into the prison until you make a hole in the wall. Leave the truck on illusional frames. Yes, that's a type of flame. And grab all the kids. Put them in the back with the supplies, burn down the prison and drive off safely into the sunset. Noah set to work. He walked out of his cell to collect food. Breakfast looked so delicious, but he had to burn it. After watching his breakfast go up in flames, Noah ran for the door and jumped into the biggest box of inspired food he could find. As expected, the food boxes were soon loaded onto the truck. Noah stuck into the driver's seat and, feeling sorry for the poor driver, tied him up and left him in the seat behind him. Noah then turned around and drove towards the prison at 190 kilometres per hour. Bang! The kitchen was a blur when Noah rushed in. When he called it all the kids over, they obeyed. Noah let them out 
the prison and snuffed out the illusionary frames. He then told the, the kids to hop into the cargo side of the truck. At last, Noah set the prison alight and drew sea words into the dirt. Noah was here. They drove away into the sunset. Well done, Dylan. Fantastic reading. Um, how did you find that? Uh, pretty good. That's good. You did an excellent job. Um, now we have three questions that we like to ask after our readings. We think, it's a, we think it's a nice way to reflect on your creative process and help other writers along in their writing journey as well. Are you ready? Yeah, I guess. Okay, let's do this. What inspired this story? Um, look, I can't remember what the, like, what the topic was. I think it was, like, journeys, adventure, that sort of thing. But I thought that I could just make something epic and I thought a prison break would be pretty cool. It certainly was. It was definitely a big prison break there. Um, what did you find the most interesting part of the writing process and why? Um, the most interesting part? It was probably like describing the world because it's cool that when you write, you, you get to, it's like it's your choice how you want the world to be like. And I, and I like doing that. It's really fun. That's yeah. Cool. That's awesome, Dylan. And the last question is, what is your best advice for other writers out there? Probably don't get carried away if the ideas keep throwing in, especially if you have a word limit. Nice, nice. That's all really, really good advice. Well done, Dylan. And thank you so much for sharing Lost with us. You're welcome. Dylan wrote this story in his story writing club with Mental Fea. Here's Faye with another of our wonderful mentors, Julie, talking about what this story sparked for them. So Faye, I guess we can start by asking, so like, what do you think of Dylan's story? Mm, thanks, Julie. I think that uh, Lost, that Dylan uh, has written last year, I think it's a great short story that showcases Dylan's ability to create characters that appear ordinary, but then as you read on, they turn out to be anything but ordinary. That was my kind of first thought. My second uh, thought that I wanted to put out there was that I think this story has great suspense. So as a reader, you never quite know what's going to happen, what's going on. Um, for me, you know, I have an overactive imagination, so I always try to guess like what's the next paragraph or how the story is going to end. And when Dylan was writing this, I had no idea. It was hard for me to um, kind of know what to expect. Uh, and so for me, that kind of showcases a kind of um, originality in thoughts, in kind of story um, writing. And then I think it also makes a good story really, really good great that the reader as a reader you want to keep on reading because you want to get to the bottom of it or find out what's happening um, and I also note that um, even though there's a lot of suspense um, there is mystery there's also 
Dylan's kind of trademark um, humor. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, which is really um, nice as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, with everything. I think, yeah, Dylan did a, a fantastic job at the beginning of the story, setting us up to believe that Noah's just an ordinary kid. But yeah. throughout, we yeah, found out he's like extraordinary. And yeah, I think like the, yeah, I really enjoyed his story because, yeah, it took us on an, an adventure with lots of suspense. Definitely. Yeah. Very yeah, fast paced. Yeah. Like, yeah, on the seat of your, like on the fly on the seat of your pants, kind of like, what's happening? <laughs> what's next? Yeah. And I really liked how like the opening scene was like describing the primary school because like it's like a place like readers can easily like picture themselves in because it's like a really like well-known place. And then like he flings us out of like, our yeah. comfort zone with like all this suspense and like takes us on this wild like adventure to this like unknown place. Yeah, like the... I have to say the first sentence, it's like my favorite um sentence. Yeah. The the story, the start. I think it's um uh I have like it written down when we talk about writing techniques, but just yeah. like a little little teaser. Um I, yeah, like it's such a like a simple description, but then immediately you get that suspense. Um but yeah. I, I'll talk about that a little later, so no spoilers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that, yeah, like, I really like liked like the character of Noah as well because it was like such like a resourceful character. Like after he yeah. came, like kidnapped, like straight away he got to work, like trying to get out of there, and instead of just like waiting for something to happen, and then he got these like super cool magic abilities, which mm -hmm. I think were a nice bonus. Yeah, so completely unexpected. Like you think he's like an ordinary schoolboy going to school, and then. He turns out to be this extraordinary kid with abilities or these magical powers that you didn't see coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not at all. So, were there are there were there any themes that you noticed throughout the story? Mm, on the topic of themes, so for me, the theme that stands out to me is one of mm, survival, but I think specifically when a you know, character is placed in an extraordinary situation, they can do extraordinary things. Yeah. So I think very quickly we kind of have that school set up at the beginning where you think it's like ordinary primary school, but like just a hint that something's just off, yeah. not just off. And then immediately it turns into like this prison break. Like I think maybe three, four, four paragraphs in, four or five paragraphs in, and then when we have seen Noah, um, the protagonist, uh, in this kind of extraordinary situation, and then, yeah, we see the kind of extraordinary side of him. I think that's a good um, example as well for if we just, I guess, um, think of it more in terms of, you know, as an ordinary person, but then when you place the ordinary person in like extraordinary um, settings or extraordinary events circumstances they can do things that you probably would never imagine they do they probably never imagine they do um, and so I think that that's um, the theme that stood out to me so connected to um, specifically for this story like survival so Noah kind of needing to survive um, the situation that he's found himself in 
Yeah, I think like that's a really great message as well because I think a lot of listeners like will be able to like imagine themselves in like no like scenario and at the start how he's just like an ordinary kid at school and then like they find out he can do yeah like depending on like these circumstances that he can do these extraordinary things so I think it's yeah really nice message to send to them that they're capable capable of doing like these extraordinary things too yeah it's like when you're like pushed out your comfort zone like just beyond what you think you can do like beyond your limits and um yeah that yeah it's good point like as in we can all within us you know do things that um, are beyond what we probably could even imagine we would do or could do. Yeah. Or should do. Yeah. And were like there any writing techniques that you picked up in Dylan's piece? Yes, on the topic hey. of writing techniques. I can go go from my spell yes. um yeah like my favorite like I love the first sentence. So I'll just start uh, quote the first sentence so the listeners can um uh, hear it in case they haven't read the story. So the first, well, I think it's part of the first sentence. A dark mist settled over Minyang Primary School. And for me, it's like that simple phrase, like dark mist. Yeah. Um, and then settled over Minyang Primary School. So you have primary school, you have that connotation of children, um, maybe like it being a safe space. And then you have, a, you know, it's not just any ordinary benign mist, it's like a dark mist and then straight away just that you know adjective describing the mist dark um you know that there's some mystery in there there's something that's like waiting to happen and um, yeah so for me when he when Dylan wrote that first sentence and I was reading it in his online workbook I got really excited I'm like it had it like I'm like it already already great story great yeah. stuff, <laughs> story um yeah so I think um in this story, what Dylan's done really well is um, having effective but simple descriptive language because yeah. I know that it's so easy to get carried away um, when you're, you know, especially at the start when you're setting up the world, you're setting up the scene, the characters. And I know that I do this, like I have to rein myself in, but I love like going overboard with the description like the visual yeah. imagery I'm like I need my adjectives yeah um, but I think that um it's you know always good to restrain have that restraint there so you don't give away too much and then you don't overload the reader with so much information that might not contribute to the story so I think that um for me and I think what Dylan is um quite good at as good at as well as having had him as a student for I think the past two terms yeah two or three terms is um he's able to get to the point like of the story and just have enough description that's needed but not go overboard and then not yeah. go underboard with it and so um I'll just kind of go to my kind of second favorite um sentences it's the description of Noah, the protagonist. Yes. Um, yeah, I think you mentioned it at the beginning as well. So I, I, I think you, you you know what I'm yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> talking about. Yeah, so like the second paragraph opens up on uh, a description of Noah. So quote, Noah was an ordinary kid who easily blended in. And I think that that's something that we can all relate to or imagine. Um, 
or maybe even know what it's like to kind of maybe be at school, you're blending into the crowd. Um, and then Dylan backs up that, you know, initial statement with yeah. the following. He had neatly cut short brown hair with a short, plain mouth and normal ears. And what I really like about the sentence is the fact that um, Dylan included normal ears. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, it makes you think, oh, yeah, like, you know, ears do come in different shapes and sizes. And um, I haven't, don't think I've ever read, like, a description where, like, a protagonist's ears are um, kind of made out to be, like, normal as well. Yeah. Um, and then I just add on a little bit more with the following sentences that continue about uh, Noah. His arms were a little shorter than average, but not by much. His legs were bruised and battered, but somehow still managed to look like a perfect pair of legs. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I loved about um, that last sentence was like a perfect pair of legs. Yeah. It makes you think about what a perfect pair of legs yeah. look like. Um, but then also the fact that Noah's legs were bruised and battered, which we know, you know, in a yeah. way doesn't make them perfect in that sense. Um, I think it creates a kind of, um, so tension in there as well because you're like something's off but then the writer is telling us that you know he's ordinary his legs are perfect and then you know in the back of my head I'm like wait but his legs are bruised and battered but then because Dylan's like you know there's that confidence in narrative voice you don't yeah. really question it but you're still like something's off so I think for me like that sentence and then the first sentence a dark mist settled over many in primary school it's like you read it and you're like, okay, but then you get the vibe that it's like, what's happening? There's something that's like some mystery, some suspense. Um, so yeah, so simple descriptive language. I think that um, I know not just in this story that Dylan's written, but um, this story kind of showcases it really well, but uh, that's something that Dylan is uh, quite good at. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's like done a really great job with like simple descriptive language. And yeah, like the first sentence really, yeah, yeah, like foreshadows like what's going, yeah. something suspicious is happening, something eerie is going to yeah. happen later. Like you feel the, the un, yeah, like you feel the unease, like you're like, I'm uneasy. <laughs> I must keep reading. <laughs> yeah, and like I really like what you said about that confident writing style because I noticed that throughout as well and how. Like, there's lots of like great humorous lines in it as well and like yeah, yeah it's got a really great distinctive writing voice and yeah I really like the use of like the onomatopoeia as well so like when like a word looks like the sound yeah. it makes so, like yeah in history when Mr like, Grizzly Boots like his vocabulary is made up of like onomatopoeia and in so few words or like sounds you get like a really clear sense of his character and I just thought that was like a really interesting way to like portray his character and like differentiate it between like the other characters in the story. Yeah. I also, uh, yeah, just wanted to point out that Dylan has a, um, has a knack for names. So like naming oh, yeah. characters, naming places, um, that kind of, I think in this story has like a little bit of humor there. Like yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but then, yeah, also um, in his past stories, it really suits the, the kind of type of story he's writing and it's always very um, creative. Yeah, I love the name, yeah, like Mr. Grizzly Boots, yeah, and Miss like, Raffle Winners, like, 
yeah just yeah. like an idea of what like the characters are like as well which is great yeah so thanks for joining me today Leia, to talk about Dylan's amazing story no worries thanks for having me on Julie Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. Before we go, we'd like to acknowledge that we live, write, and share stories on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, the original storytellers of our country. We vow to use our creative power to contribute to the land that has given us the freedom to imagine, dream, listen, and write a better collective future. We pay our deep respects to Elders past, present, and emerging. like to learn more about what we do you can find us at creativewriter.com.au and feel free to share this podcast with a friend our young writers will be delighted to know their stories of reaching listeners all over the country and beyond thanks again for tuning in to the creative writer podcast we'll see you next time